Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hey. And today we are talking about Season 6, Episode 6, Just Let Go. On this episode, Angel and Quinn fail to keep Quinn's La Passion with Clarissa at the TA, a secret from Deb. Dexter investigates Nick for Brother Sam's shooting. Brother Sam asks Dexter to forgive Nick and then dies. Dexter relays the message, then baptizes Nick too hard. And surprise, Rudy is surprising. What did you guys think of this episode overall? <laughs> uh, I thought this was a step up from the last episode, but that's a fairly la- fairly low bar. Um, it definitely moves the story forward. Uh, gets gets rid of the side fluff. So, that's good. Are you calling Brother Sam the side fluff? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Your take is way more positive than mine. I thought this was actually worse than the last one. (laughs) Um, Because it was so heavy on Brother Sam and nobody cares. Yes, we lose him finally, thank God. But, oh, and nothing was really happening. It just was just all in all a bad episode. Yeah, I will say this one just had lots of plot and not much action or anything significant. I, I guess other than Brother Sam dying, but clearly we all <laughs> don't find that significant, you know. So, and that that bar that's, that's set is like a what's that? What's the high jump like in, in the Olympics or like field day? It's like the lowest setting of the high jump. <laughs> the one where, where you the, can step over it. Yeah. <laughs> That's our bar. And this one still fell over. It tripped over the bar and fell. Yeah. Yeah, it's an episode, all right. Um, (laughs) It is an episode of a show called Dexter is what it is. A whole lot of plot getting in the way of the story here. Um, But uh, it starts with Dexter following Travis through a market. Dexter calls, or Deb calls and tells Dexter that Brother Sam has been shot. Dexter heads to the scene. Travis meets up with Geller. They buy a, quote, tawdry dress for Geller's, quote, whore. Travis wants to give the whore painkillers for a broken arm, but Geller says she deserves her pain. Because she's a whore. It, that goes without saying. <laughs> Geller tells Travis to straighten up and give her the mark, a.k.a. the brand of the Alpha and Omega. I love how this is the point where God's still protecting Dr. Geller... Because he's clearly out in public, and like his face and his name have been put out on the pa- in the papers, and he's like, "I'm gonna go to the market. I'm gonna buy a nice dress for my whore." <laughs> like he's just, he probably said it just like that too. <laughs> it's like it's like so stupid. Like he's not he's being so careless, and 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 do clearly guys, in Miami. Do you guys uh, happen to have a nice whore dress? A nice uh, tawdry, nice tawdry dress. Uh. For the Cylons, I think. (laughs) When the Cylons come. Um, Dexter gets to the scene before Brother Sam gets into the ambulance. How confused. Not sure how that works. Uh, (laughs) Dexter works the scene. That's kind of terrifying is what that is. Oh, Miami paramedics are just as good as well, Miami Well, he's been police. shot. Guess we Take should. Uh, let's 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 figure out all the evidence here before we move anything. Stop! Stop screaming! We can't hear ourselves think. 
God. Uh, Dexter works the scene and tells how the shooting went down. He gets a blood sample off the bat he used against Julio's number two, who Dexter beat down in an earlier episode. Um, all of this could have been answered simply by asking Brother Sam on the ambulance ride to the hospital, because he's awake and still alive. But Dexter had to get there to figure it out, and they had to like wave at each other as Sam was being carried away. I love how to Deb's like, there was two shots to the back, or two to the front, one to the back, no exit wounds. Those bullets really bounced around inside of him, tore him up, and you're like, and he's still alive? Yeah. <laughs> Just like, like, by the will of God or whatever, I mean, that's fucking crazy. Did they, like, did they, like, bisect him to learn all of that while he was still alive, like, laying right. on the floor? How did they know? <laughs> that's why he was still waiting on That's why he was still there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, had, they, they did portable scans while they were there so they could see where it is they just brought in the x-rays that's, that's one of the worst things from here on the end it's like how did they get this information how <laughs> it's not it's not possible yeah much well. less the fact that he still isn't on the ambulance when dexter gets there but they failed to mention that the garage is in dexter's backyard so maybe that's why <laughs> uh, all this time he's just been going out his back door yeah uh, God. Mike says the gang thinks that Brother Sam has something to do with Julio's disappearance. Dexter was the one that killed Julio. He worries that Brother Sham got shot because of him. Dexter asks Nick if Leo is the new shot caller. Nick tells Dexter where to find him. The dog freaks out every time Dexter moves, a sign that whoever shot Brother Sam knew him. Dexter has not figured this out yet, but we have. Angel and Quinn show Deb the book. They think that Geller is trying to perform seven human sacrifices to bring about the end of the world. Quinn suddenly realizes that an art installation involving a lamb and a naked woman was the TA. He asks Angel to keep it from Deb for now. Yeah, he was in the vicinity. Yes, that is what he said. So, were you were you eating ass? It's <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason uh, the partner card's in the fucking deck. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good conversation. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. their complete failure to hide it from <laughs> yeah. Deb. Well, Batista's like, so let's call in this woman that, that <laughs> no. it's going to be really awkward that Quinn avoids. No, he goes to, De- <laughs> he goes to Deb and he's like, I'm going to go back to Tallahassee to ask one more question. And she's like, how about no? How about you bring her here? You and Quinn can interviewer here Um, Travis is preparing an Alpha and Omega brand the woman they kidnapped is crying in another room Angel tries to sneak another visit to the TA past Deb she says they can't waste that much time again and the TA must come to the station Jamie has packed all of Deb's stuff when Dexter returns home she leaves after asking how Dexter is doing about brother Sam Dexter rips a drawer out in frustration looking for a bottle opener Harry shows up to talk through how Brother Sam is more important to Dexter than he thinks. Fuck off, Harry. I, yeah, I think the beer was more important than <laughs> Harry thought. That's yeah. all it was. Well, including this and when he found out about Lumen at the end of last season, he's just breaking shit in his, his kitchen. Like That's just what Dexter does now. <laughs> Yeah, Dexter's been very clumsy this season. He dropped his slides, he's pulling out drawers. I mean, 
I think me needs to see a therapist. <laughs> it's the answer to everything. Yeah. If only there were like a season-long therapy plot. Mm. Oh well. Um, Deb has another session with a therapist. The therapist <laughs> suggests that Deb do what she would do if she weren't worried about making it work as lieutenant. She says, throw a housewarming party at my new beach house. Mike shakes down a junkie to find out who the new shot caller is. He calls Deb and confirms Leo's name and location. Meanwhile, Dexter is waiting outside Leo's. Just as Leo comes out, Mike's and a phalanx of cop cars show up. Leo comes out with a shotgun and the cops shoot him dead. That was Problem yeah, very solved. convenient. <laughs> like yeah. that. Such a good thread. Deb, Mike, and Dexter watch the security footage found at Leo's house. Dexter realizes the dog is embarking in the footage and figures out that the real shooter has to be Nick. Travis has been siphoning off blood for some reason. He gives the whore a bologna sandwich. (laughs) She appeals to him to let her go for the sake of her son. Travis drops in on his sister at her grade school painting class. He realizes all these cute kids are going to die soon in the apocalypse. He's such a dirty downer, does, man. Does death not, like, compute to him? It's like, yeah, we're going to bring about the apocalypse. And, but then there's all... Wait a minute. These people are nice. They're going to have to die, too? God, and the kids talking about they wanted to be when they grow up was just... Ugh. There's a girl... I want to be a transformer. Oh, ugh. shut up. Okay. Here's... Th- this is what kills me and made me laugh so hard about this scene. There was the girl that wanted to be a nurse, was the first one. Then there was the boy that wanted to be a transformer. That's the last one that speaks. But in the background, there is a little girl painting a train. I'm like, (laughs) does she want to be an engineer, a conductor, or a train? (laughs) A literal train. Uh, I mean, if the kid, one kid wants to be a transformer, it's okay that she wants to be a train. Yeah, why not? So, sure. I can be I, a transformer. I also felt like this was the moment where Colin Hanks could have truly auditioned to be Mr. Rogers and beat his dad out for the role. <laughs> when he when when he's talking to the kids and he's like, and you're special too. We're all special. <laughs> we all can be unique individual trains. Well, maybe I could paint with you for a little while. <laughs> And until he inevitably goes dark, and then the Mister Rogers voice starts telling him how they're all going to die, and he's very sad about it. Dexter goes to Nick's and finds the bullet Nick fired at Brother Sam during the quote kidnapping. He takes it to the lab to see if it's a match for the gun that killed Brother Sam. It is. Angel asks the TA if she's the woman in the photo with the dead sheep. She says that she is. Deb asks Quinn why he isn't in the interrogation and sends him in. Angel asks if he's she's still involved with Geller and the TA snaps about how she wouldn't have slept with quote-unquote Mr. Warmth uh, if she was. Deb kicks Angel out of the room to talk with Quinn. Quinn suggests that Deb is del- jealous. Deb says, I don't give a fuck who you fuck. Just don't fuck with my investigation, you fuck. That was so wonderfully dead. Very dead phrase. Yeah, I have to give them credit here. A lot of people forget that if you're throwing a bunch of F-bombs into a sentence, that you can always extend it with, you fuck, at the end. 
That's always always a good a good power up on those those phrases. It would as in as good if she shut the fuck it. up, you fuck. <laughs> More potent when you add that at the end. <laughs> Had she said you fucking fuck, it would have just been too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamie and Harrison head to Deb's party. <laughs> Dexter is going to take care of Nick first. The brother Sam calls to talk to Dexter. Dexter rushes to his bedside. Dexter says he knows it was Nick who shot him. Brother Sam tells Dexter to tell Nick that brother Sam forgives him and to not tell anyone at Miami Metro about it. Brother Sam says that he knows about Dexter's darkness, but he can also see his light. Brother Sam tells Dexter he needs to forgive to to not live alone or to not live with the darkness to let it go so i'm really annoyed by this scene for many reasons but the guy says at the door you know he's he's about to die he woke up from a coma they usually say that happens you know before you die not true also (laughs) he's not in any type of distress whatsoever his coloring's good he looks great he looks 100 percent but but he probably won't live very much longer (laughs) all he did was like change his voice and make it just a little bit whispery that's how they can tell he's about to die yeah which makes me wonder if that's the show's laziness or that most f just wanted to be done with the show and they had limited time with him to wrap up his arc yeah i mean they kind of well they completely kill him off off screen so. yeah but yeah, I this just is his last like, he's, he's fine yeah <laughs> he doesn't look like he's been shot there's well, no sign of any kind of anything yeah that's why they were in no hurry to put him in the ambulance earlier it's like he's fine right. <laughs> he's totally fine and he also wants great. to play a little game of telephone where he's like, tell <laughs> Nick to tell Don tell to tell them. Julio <laughs> that I left the keys inside the car. You can pick it up tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> uh, Angel offers Deb an apology bottle of tequila. Deb patches things up with Jamie. They make up over Angel's tequila. Green approaches Jamie to ask about Dexter. Quinn bursts in hammered with the, quote, girl from the bar to introduce her to Her Majesty Lieutenant Deb. The girl figures out she's a payback move and abandons Quinn. Unable to brand the whore, Travis takes her to a beach and releases her. Oh, I was going to say, the girl from the bar does get a name. That's more than most of Miami Metro. (laughs) Her name, she, her name was Cindy. Like, most of the detectives, we don't even know their names, and then they get a name, and then they disappear. Deb talked to two other detectives that have never gotten names before in this episode and called them by their names. It was really confusing because they were like, who's she talking about? And then they showed them, and I was like, oh, whoever those guys are. Okay. Yeah. I bet on the day they were like, she, she's like, what are the detectives' names? And they're like, I don't know, make them up. So she, Jennifer Carpenter <laughs> just had to improvise in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Green tells Jamie that he's a video game developer working as an intern because he's developing a game about homicide. Quinn makes a move on Jamie and Angel pulls him away. After telling Angel that he wants to have a relationship with Jamie's ass, <laughs> Angel punches Quinn in the nose. Man, he is all about the ass. If he's in the vicinity, I mean, it's. He was in the guy. vicinity. 
So <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, he does like he says like dad ass two or three times in a row, and then he says, "I want to have I, I want to have babies with that ass. I want to have a relationship with that ass." <laughs> so, that's not how babies work, Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he got punched. Not that he wanted to have sex with his sister. It's that he didn't know where babies come from. <laughs> I mean, would you really be surprised if Quinn didn't know where babies come from, though? Quinn is the whore of Babylon. <laughs> yeah, that's more correct than anything. Spoiler. And he has a baby named Juan, just to prove it. <laughs> see what I see what I did there. Uh, yeah. Brother Sam dies. Harry asks Dexter if he will honor Brother Sam's dying wish. Dexter asks Nick to go for a ride so they can talk. He tells Nick he knows that Nick shot Brother Sam. Nick says he shot Brother Sam because he was full of shit. His crew wouldn't take him back unless he killed Brother Sam. Nick mocks Dexter. Since Brother Sam is dead, there's no one who can prove that I was the killer. Dexter baptizes him forcefully and says there's no light in you. There's no light in me. Until Nick is dead. And then there's a slow clap from the beach behind Dexter. And Dexter turns around to find Rudy, who says, Miss me? (laughs) Which is so stupid. This episode was terrible, but that just pushed it way beyond. That knocked the bar completely. I mean, that's just... Ugh. Yeah, I was hoping that he'd have like the the prosthetic, then he'd wave it at him and like <laughs> he'd be like, "Miss me? Look who bought I it? I bought this on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> so the stupid. ghost of Rudy <laughs> bought it. <laughs> what are we? That was season one. We haven't seen him other than one, like one ghostly appearance in season two. I think right when he yeah, had when one he episode. Down in the water. Yeah, we haven't seen him in all of this time. It's time to let Rudy just be gone. This well, makes no sense. Yeah, they, are you that desperate? That that sort of jump scare ending with him, I think, was the right way to send him off. Right. But I I swear, like everything about season six is, let's get back to what was great about season one of the show, and ruin it. And and. For better or for worse, we're just going to go backwards in time to season one of the show. And, hey, Rudy was on there, and the actor's still alive. We can bring him back as a ghost to talk to Dexter again. Oh, they better bring back Camilla, then. <laughs> you, you say you want <laughs> other people, but you know that Brother Sam is going to be the, the voice that Dexter hears now going forward. You just know it. No, uh... The reason we, we don't see Syl again until season eight is that Syl is being haunted by Rita and Camilla. They're like telling Syl what to do, and she can't stand it. Bring me some key lime pie. <laughs> Everything's fine. If your kids are in a fire, just as long as they survive <laughs> it, it's okay. Nothing to get excited about. So... <laughs> so now that we're done making paint noises, um, <laughs> this uh, episode was directed by John Dahl, uh, who directed 16 episodes between seasons 3 and 8, 
It was written by Jace Richdale, who wrote two episodes for each of the last three seasons, and he was nominated for this episode for Best Screenplay for an Episodic Drama. Yeah. What? It didn't win. Were there no other shows at this time? Was there oh, like no. a blackout on TV? There were tons of other shows, and they were all, like every other nomination I looked at, they were all far superior to this, and it actually lost to a tie, a rare tie, between the episode Box Cutter on Breaking Bad and the episode The Good Soldier on Homeland, which are two of the best episodes of television ever. Box Cutter. It doesn't even deserve to be mentioned in line with those two things, I just want to say. And yeah, That's disappointing. This is the world we live in. Well, what's great is that uh, with the Writers Guild and these episodic drama scripts, uh, it doesn't matter if it's the same show. Each each writer that belongs to the guild can be nominated for that uh, for that category. So in the this was the in the the 2012 awards for the 2011 season. In the 2013 awards for the 2012 season, like six of the eight nominations are from Breaking Bad. Wow. But because That's they're different shame. writers, they all got they all have the ability to be nominated. Understand why this one had the ability to be nominated? I don't know. I guess they thought it was their best episode for this season, and uh, well, it's not saying a lot. <laughs> but. Um, yeah. How about the best line of the episode? How do you not go with Brother Sam is dead? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say... Brother uh, Sam died. The, the fuck line by Deborah. Yeah. That's just perfect. I don't give a fuck who you fuck, just don't fuck with my investigation, you fuck. Uh, <laughs> I went with uh, Quinn with the whole uh, partner card situations like mm-hmm. this are exactly why the partner card are in the fucking deck. <laughs> that was That's pretty comical. <laughs> yeah. I went with a line that I found unintentionally humorous. Masuka says, this is Miami Metro. We're all fucking rock stars. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. So that yep. line was great. Define rock stars. That line was great, but I gave it my worst line because it's just too laughable. <laughs> That's why it was my best. I had it I had it as one of my uh, options for worst. <laughs> so let's go to worst. It's my best because it's the worst. <laughs> my worst line is this is Miami fucking metro we are all fucking rock stars <laughs> okay thanks for reading it yeah. again <laughs> any other uh, I also had another Masuka line which is the as if one was trying to get a nipple erect like this <laughs> when he's yeah, teaching him I remember that dust. oh yeah uh, fingerprints <laughs> I think I block most of what Masuka says that. I don't remember that one. Um, I went with Quinn. I want a relationship with that ass. I want to make babies with that ass because he does not know how babies are made. Uh, but that ass. That ass. Sorry. I said that. It was that ass. Zach just reminded me, did you ever see the episode of Animaniacs where Dot walks in with Prince? She's holding Prince in her arms. Like the singer? <laughs> yes. Yep. And Yakko sure says, it. no fingerprints, not fingerprints. Oh. And Prince has this look on his face like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that show was amazing. That show was great. Yeah. 
How about the performance of the episode? I gave it to uh, Sam. Shout out to Brother Sam. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you can't give it to most deaf, you know, even though it was a terrible performance, I would say dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> I, I gave it to Quinn. Really? Amy Garcia's butt. It's the performance mean, of the episode. If yeah. I have to pick somebody, I guess I'll go with the sympathy for, for most deaf or most or whatever he was at the time because he's gone. That's all that matters. Most awful. Most awful character. He's the most dead. May he dead. rest in peace. Most dead. I like that. <laughs> More dead than Rudy, apparently, or whatever. He wasn't as dead when they found when they were putting him in the ambulance, but now he's dead. most dead. I'm yeah. not dead. <laughs> I'm feeling better, actually. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. Thanks, guys, for helping me with the episode. Thanks, everybody out there, for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Deeply Discussing Dexter.